I'm just gonna kind of wait a minute or two and jabber on for a little bit until some people kind of show up and are hanging out here. But my name is Forrest Greenwell. I am the founder of Her Habitat and I am going to be running the first episode of our second season of Impractical Women's Studies. Well, I guess like running it makes it sound kind of weird, but you know, we're going to roll with it. Um, and I'm going to talk to you guys today about community and um, I guess kind of what community means to me and how I find it and why it is so important to me, why I do the work that I do and kind of some tips and tricks for how you guys can navigate it as well because I know that it's um, it's pretty it's pretty hard to to find your people. It's not it's not an easy thing to do. So yeah we're gonna I guess, delve right into that right now. Um, so usually I'm with Tegan and I really miss her. She's across the country right now. I am currently in Courtney, BC, which is amazing and also far away from everything that I know. Um, we've got some kombucha here tonight. It's like five o'clock, so I don't really feel like drinking by myself. Um, but, you know, it's fine. Uh, yeah, so I guess I'll start by telling you guys why community is so important to me and kind of the things that got me here. Um, I've always really been surrounded by a pretty vibrant community. When I was growing up, my mom always had these like amazing friends around um, who really became a part of what raised me and they played a lot into my values and what I look for in community and um, my standards for a lot of people and things and I still talk to them now and I think I have a, a bigger appreciation for them now actually in adulthood like I guess most things most people experience that you know you get older and you're like yeah yeah I can I, I get it now I get how these people influence this but um yeah they played a big role in how I saw community as an essential thing and that is true community is essential and I think that even you know as someone who is very introverted I find that part of humanity a very important part of humanity is socializing and um in recognizing that and really being able to not live your life in a way where it's circled around being social but to absolutely make sure that you have a good social circle around you and to know that the people who are around you are going to influence you and that you're going to influence other people as well so you know being sure of who you are and what you want so yeah growing up those people taught me um i had really really good friends i moved around a lot but i always managed to find these really awesome people in my life that i s somehow came to know still years later some of them up to 15 years later i still know them in some capacity that's kind of the beauty of social media as well but um yeah and I think that as someone who moved around a lot and was super introverted being able to find those people was really important and as I grew older and uh, started to root down more and make I guess more friends and see who my friends were and how friends developed it became very clear to me um, why these people were there and why they were important and how that was important for me in my development as a human being and how much of them was instilled in me and made me capable of going on to do the things that I did and being appreciative of that even you know when I was at a really young age um, not being so aware of who everyone was and why they were important just kind of the sense of like yeah you're here and you're you're I guess teaching me things, or right? I'm at least absorbing things, um, so that's pretty cool to to be able to look back on all of that um, and see all of that, and then see how that influenced my future. So yeah, as a kid, like I always had this kind of community around me as I was growing up, and that influenced how I then later. I guess built communities for myself. I still, I think in high school and as a teenager was very introverted and I dealt with a lot of depression and anxiety and it made it feel a lot like I was very far away from things and very disassociated from things. Um, 
and to be able to kind of come out of those states and still see that my friends were there and that my community was there and that they did support me and there were a lot of instances where you know I I experienced like different tragedies traumas and a lot of my friends did and to see how they were there for me um was important and that kind of started to go like oh okay like you know maybe these things are in my head about kind of what I think about myself in regards to community and what I think about people I had always as an, an introvert um, used that introversion as a way to protect myself and uh, yeah I think that in that protecting of myself and in that state of introversion it was really easy for me to believe that I didn't need the other people and I didn't need community and that um, they were kind of there as this arbitrary thing that society told us that you know we needed um, to have and that friends were good to have and it was good to have people in your life and community but that they weren't really essential in that not that they were disposable but that you couldn't get attached to them I suppose um, and that attachment was kind of something that I had to take apart for a while and understand that having community isn't about attachment it's more about can you rely on people so I guess that's number one in the point of conversation about community that I learned and that was kind of part of my background was learning to be able to rely on people and understanding that that wasn't an easy thing it's not easy to find people who you can rely on and um, you know everything that I have learned so far I've learned through my community and um, I, I am a community builder not because of my experiences in my childhood I don't think but I think because I understand how much we need people to be there for us but how we need to know that people are there for us and how we can create communities where it's open and obvious that there are people there supporting us that's something that I struggled with a lot that it wasn't always obvious that these people were going to be there and you know um you don't want to have to kind of go through something to test if something is uh, I guess you don't want to go through something to test if something is, is going to work or if something is instilled in your life. Like, are these people really going to be here for me when I do go through something? You know, that you, you want to have some kind of thing where you know that anyways. And I think that just the way that our society is conducted with social media and with a lot of um, younger generations now having grown up with so much social media and so much flittiness and not really this idea of um, being able to depend on your community and your friends uh, or at least having to try really hard to find people that you felt that way about um, it was interesting to assess that and you know I have a grandmother who is turning 70 soon or is 70 and um, she's had her friends since she was two years old and is still friends with them and talks to them every single day and I think that's so incredible and like uh, it just takes a certain kind of commitment to like go through life with people like that but also to be able to grow and learn and, and have a fulfilling life and look around at the people who are teaching you these things and who are innately a part of what you learn and what you do and that you are affecting them and what they do and see their successes and see them improve and see how they deal with their losses and their failures um, and be able to go, oh, like, yeah, like, they're a part of my success and, and how I deal with that, but I'm also a part of theirs too. And... You know, I think that it comes down to not so much that we think that we need to rely on community, but, like, that we play a part in our community. Um, and being able to hold really strong in that that part is important. And how available we make ourselves to our community, whether it's big or small or however, you know, much you kind of need or you're comfortable with, but to be able to go, yeah, like, this gives me enough to be able to grow and to be able to explore what I want, whether that is in emotional support or in advice or in opportunity, um, and, and learning how to take those communities and go outward into the world, um, because I think that not everything in your life is going to happen within the confines of one community, although that is, that is for a lot of people, I shouldn't say that, but in my experience, a lot of 
people kind of have different little sections that they're a part of. Like I have my her habitat community, I have you guys. Um, and that's different from other kind of segments of things that I do. Like my her habitat community is not necessarily just my yoga community. Um, my yoga community is not all my her habitat community, etc. etc. Same with music and art and all these different overlapping things. I would love for them all to be one mouth. But um yeah. So, you know, I looked at everything that I have learned from the people around me and the importance of community and what it had done for me and I guess also started realizing what I was doing for it as well and I was like, wow, this is super important and we need to have more of this. When I was about 19, I was going through, as we all do, this phase of my life where I was like, oh, I don't know who I am or how to figure out who I am or, you know, what all this stuff is and I really need to do that. Like, I need to deal with this and I don't know what questions to ask or kind of how to go about these things. And so I thought, okay, well, there's all these people I'm inspired by who seem to have gone through these things or have figured out ways to do this and why don't I just ask them? And, you know, like, I've always loved writing and wanted to be a writer and was interested in, you know, website design and all of that, like, these little just curiosities, but I was like, I want to start a blog, and I don't think what I have to say is really that important because I'm learning, but I would like to share what I'm learning with other people, and I'd like to give other people those resources as well, because if I'm struggling with this, then I'm sure oh, there's a lot of other people who are struggling with this. And I don't think at the time I really understood that that was the foundation of this community that has now come to life with like thousands of people but um I think that I knew that it was something that was essential at least for me uh so I started asking the people that I knew and was inspired by um to do interviews for me under this Her Habitat website and it was going to be a resource for other women to come and be inspired and I think that that's still the core of it like it is about inspiration and really being able to like follow what you're inspired by but, um, yeah, I think that that was also something that I don't know if I would have thought of doing, like, of going out into the world and doing that if I hadn't already had my experiences within my communities and knew that I had people to go to or had seen how they had built their communities and learned how they had kind of expanded their, their knowledge and skill sets and just, I guess, also, like, how I was forced in life to find my skill sets in a certain way and, and, and find my communities in a certain way because of circumstances. Um, so, you know, this online community worked really well for me, um, especially because most of my friends I still contacted and kept most of my contact and knew most of them through online because I moved so much and that's how we communicated, that's how we kept up. Like, I, I had MSN. Uh, I don't know how many people on here, probably a lot of you had MSN, probably, probably a lot of people watching this did, but it was great, and it actually, like, it, it, it shaped my life greatly, I think that, um, a lot of people who maybe lived in the same town for a long time or something could have taken it for granted, and same with older generations who feel differently towards Facebook and other various forms of social media, but it was a necessary part of, like, my stability growing up, um, you know, knowing that I always had these people to talk to, these methods of communication to talk to these people, because I couldn't always see people. My community was not always physical, so, uh, you know, I made an online community like I had been exposed to forever, and there blossomed her habitat, um, just simply through wanting to ask people questions and wanting to know more, so that's just an interesting kind of little tidbit about how all well that was founded. I travel a lot, so I am, well not a lot, but a fair amount, in Canada at least, and I go back to similar places, so it's kind of cool because I get to see how my sometimes brief interactions with these places have these long-term effects and how I'm able to build these relationships with people online and actively pursue building a community. Um, specifically for her habitat. I guess that'll just be the theme of this because it's different women's studies and that's the work that I do. Um, but yeah, I've traveled across Canada several times in the past couple of years. Um, and I'm moving to Halifax in September, which is very, very exciting. And I was there in the beginning of June 
with some friends and looking at apartments and the first apartment that I looked at, which is consequentially where I will be living, was so beautiful. Um, and the landlords are amazing. And we scooped that place up pretty, pretty quick. And the first thing that they really did for me was offer me a ride to the farmer's market to get kombucha. And I unfortunately had another beer, so I couldn't go with them. But I definitely would have taken them up on it. Um, was introduced me to some local yoga teachers that they knew on Instagram. And I love that they showed me it on Instagram because it was just more proof of how active social media is and how useful it is. Uh, but it also showed me how happy people are to bring other people into their community and it gave me a lot of a sense of myself as well. I think that's another thing that community does when you look at your community and you love it so much and you feel so good about it. That's a reflection of you. You're bringing something to that and there's an energy um, that people... I think have and that's reflected in that's reflected in the community that's around them and the people that choose to spend time with them as well and the people that you seek out to, to spend time with you know if you don't like the people that you're surrounded with and you're not making a change in that then what what does that say about how you feel about yourself or maybe about your own actions um I think that's something to keep in mind when you have community like is it good for perpetuating your values and do I like the people I'm around? Are they inspiring? Do they support me? Do they make me happy? Am I happy? Am I able to keep myself happy with these people around me? Um, but yeah, so I started building communities in Halifax long before that, but for myself personally, not just for my brand then. And that was pretty awesome to be able to have that and then be able to have the summer to explore my own and get prepared to be a part of these communities and talk to them and get to know these people and not be going in completely blindsided. Um, I think that sometimes moving to a new place can be really, really hard. And although I've moved a lot, I haven't moved a lot in my adulthood. I've lived in my own apartment for three and a half years in the same place uh, ever since moving out. And, you know, that's like it's a long time to have built some roots somewhere. Well, for me anyways. And I'm moving to a completely new city where I've never lived before in a new province. And I'm spending the summer in a different province before that. So I'm in BC right now. Um, and it's also interesting navigating, building a community or being involved in a community here, knowing that I'm going to be leaving. Uh, there's an onus that kind of happens when something is temporary that makes people, I feel, not want to get so involved with you. Um, and I feel that a lot. Uh, that there's this kind of almost pressure to make you want to stay if you get involved in a local community, which is really lovely. Like, that's actually kind of a sweet thing. I, I do like that. I like that feeling of being wanted and knowing that I'm useful somewhere or that the place is somewhere that I want to be. But, um, yeah, it, it makes it hard to kind of become integrated, too, and get a full experience when it is limited. I think that there are some restrictions that people feel about letting people into their community because it is ultimately kind of a sacred space it's like a sacred social space and when you let people in they become intrinsically a part of that and they add something to that and I think that that's the most important thing about community is that it becomes this sort of widespread learning group you know you have all these different people these different skills or these different um, abilities within a different skill and different knowledge and you can come together with them and it doesn't have to be so confined as to one thing but you know your group of friends you know you probably talk to them about relationships and life and you know what you're doing with life and how to deal with so-and-so and talking about your landlord and stuff and you know you you create these friends and these families essentially friends or family that you choose for yourself that you choose for yourself I believe that kind of become markers for how you go through life and how you want to go through life and um, being able to look at them not as experts but just as people who are there for you like they're your life community and you have people who are maybe in your yoga community or you you know fix up cars or you skateboard or you do crafts or you know whatever it is that you do but um they all kind of support you in those almost niche ways and uh, you support yourself by being a part of that too and, and recognizing those parts of yourself and going and feeding, feeding into that and being a part of other people's educational process too because like whatever you learn just kind of becomes what 
where your community learns, I think. Habitat, some good news, got approved for a community project with Red Academy, which is like a user interface design programming school um, in the heart of Toronto. And they have a community partners project and her Habitat applied for it and they're going to be building us an app, which is fantastic. So there will be more news about that. So I'm only here until August 12th um, because we got approved for a project and I have to go back for meetings and we're going to be having an app built, which is really exciting. Um, so as it stands right now, I'm here for six more weeks in BC. I've already been here for three weeks, so I'm a third of the way through my time here. And... I have gone to a little teacher training um, on the coast that I was invited to by my teacher who is in Toronto and uh, they are old friends from when they did their teacher training together and they have studios in other parts of Canada and now my teacher is kind of guiding her through this program and I was on the island and I got invited to help assist for a day which was just a beautiful, beautiful opportunity. If you ever get a chance to your teacher or anyone in ever anything to assist a program and assist people learning like oh man it's it's so beautiful it's so awesome I would highly recommend it even as just like an experience but also as a continual thing because you even as a teacher are always learning but they invited me down and I thought I was going to be there for a week and all these things happened and you know, I was gonna like teach there and at this time I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna like stay in BC and like my grandparents had offered to like put me into school and blah 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 and it was all, all these things that kind of had come up and were really testing me, you know, if I knew why I was doing what I was doing and why I was moving to Halifax and my reasons for that and did I really want that and was that the best choice and yada yada yada, which is a big part of it, but um, you know, it felt really good to be part of that community so it had been about two weeks since I'd been with anyone that I had really known, uh, and it had been about a month since I had graduated my own program, and I was missing, I was missing my yoga people a lot. Um, and it was interesting to be so welcomed into that community as well, because a big part of why I hadn't really wanted to move out here was that I didn't really like a lot of the communities that I had met, and I found people to be not so friendly. Like, if I go into a coffee shop here and I smile at my barista, like, I feel like they're, like, a little off-put by it. Like, it doesn't feel as open and friendly. Um, and I may just be looking into that too much, but I'm so used to Halifax and other such places where people are so friendly and they're like, hey, yeah, how are you? Even in Toronto, like, I guess I'm used to more of a balance of, like, people who are really, really sullen and, like, you can tell they're kind of just, like, don't want to talk and that's okay, but then there are other people there who are, like, really part of the community. And that's what I always loved about being a barista as well, as I love being a part of the community and knowing what was going on around me and in Ronsi and... Um, in the Junction and other parts of Toronto and getting to know those people and their stories and seeing when they had kind of bad days and knowing that I could do something as a part of the community to like give them a free coffee or something like that. It was, it was pretty awesome. I was feeling a little, I guess, biased when I was thinking about where to live. Um, and part of that, yeah, was that I didn't really like the yoga community out here and I didn't really feel like people were as genuine out here. And I loved my teacher training and my program and the diversity of Toronto and I really just felt like that couldn't get better but I was welcomed very very warmly by them and then the next day I went to another studio um, in downtown Queen called Holy Cow and they were incredible too and I had this really awesome like actually kick-ass yoga class with um, the owner of the studio and she was getting me into some crazy like side throw arm balances and stuff like that with my legs all splayed out that I didn't really know I could do. I, I learned so much there, but um, and I was also warmly welcomed by her and the other teacher who was in the class. It was very intimate. It was like such a such a beautiful experience to be in a small class um, and to really get that attention and to also teach small classes. I find, excuse me, um, but I don't know, uh, you know, and in all of this kind of hustle and bustle of the things that my grandparents offered me and different doubts that I naturally had of being a beautiful place um, and, and wanting to stay and being comfortable here, I guess that I really wanted to delve into the community and see if I could be a part of it, and I think that I could be, but it's really hard to say, hey, like, can I teach here for five weeks? And it's a great experience, and, like, I would love to do it. But I also think about, um, I guess, my own 
experiences in community members and how much you learn from them and how much you love them in such a short, short period of time and how influential they are and like yeah you can you can learn a lot from them but um in a short period of time and like that that, that can be what it is but it's also kind of heartbreaking to have people just like come and leave or you know sometimes you realize that that's something that you need in your community and then they're gone and I don't know it kind of leaves more of a gap than it had like you know if you're plugging a hole you kind of almost want something that's like a little bigger and you jam it in and then it's like sealed right and so when you take that out again it almost feels like there's like more missing it feels like there's almost more of a gaping hole I don't know if that makes sense but that's how I feel about people in the community I feel like you know like once you're there I'm like oh like I love that you're here like I don't want you to not ever be here you're essential in your own way and so I'm very wary of coming into a place and going like oh can I come here for five weeks and like you know do all these things and practice all these things because it doesn't really feel I don't know it doesn't it doesn't feel good like I don't want to leave I also get attached to it as well and that's my own issue with attachment and you can't get attached to community in a way and you kind of have to take it at face value for what it is um, and what you can learn from it and what you can get from it and how that changes from day to day. Looking at what I'm doing right now and what I want to be doing is building my community in, in Halifax, essentially. Like, I, I love BC so much, but this is not really where my focus is, and there's a reason I chose to go and build a community center in Halifax. And I'll, I'll talk a little bit more kind of about what my dream for her habitat is um, and some plans that I'm planning on taking in the future for community. If you guys have any suggestions or you hear anything that you like or you don't like or you know, you have ways that you want to connect into that, like, please let me know. Um, there's a reason that all of these are being spoken about. I don't want it to be a secret what her habitat is about and what we want to do. I want people to be involved in it, and that's the reason we're, like, a non-for-profit organization. We are here not to make money, but to help people um, and, and to put what we have into helping people because I think that that is something that we've gotten away from. Dang it. So I wanted to focus on the community that I'm going to be building in Halifax. That's kind of what I came here for. That's what I essentially wanted to do. I got sidetracked for the first couple of weeks, which was fine. I kind of counted it as vacation time anyways and just like recuperate from all the stuff that I'd been doing. And then I was getting into community building mode, writing grants, um, taking a bunch of courses so that I would be prepared to come and take the steps that I want, reaching out to people, building all of these foundational pieces to building this community and getting it started and making sure that I knew what I could offer it and what I was offering it, and what it also needed from me, basically. Um, and if you know anything about me, you'll know that like I just give everything I have like <laughs> to everything else. That's what someone said to me the other day. They're like, Forrest, do you, you really seem like you don't do as much for yourself as you do for everyone else. And I don't know, maybe that's true. I don't think so. Well, at least not up here. I think I'm doing a lot for myself. But also, I love it. I love learning about these things. I love being able to have that skill set. I love being able to have that skill set so I can tell other people about it and use it firsthand and, and, and be an example of things um, and to help other people that I know and I don't know I just think it's it's fulfilling for me to be able to do less for myself in a way like that most of the things I'm doing for myself are good in a bigger way than just myself and I kind of got back on track and was like all right I'm gonna go and do all these things that I need to do to forward myself and building the community out in Halifax and I chose Halifax because uh, first of all it just makes my heart happy like I just it feels like it's buried in the ground when I'm walking out there I, I love it I feel good I feel grounded and I love BC as well um, but I love the nature in BC more than I love the community in BC and I'm really sorry for anyone who lives out here I get why you love it and I've had conflicts about living here but ultimately for who I am that's Halifax is, is well the east coast is where I need to to be for now, um, but this is where I come to heal, this is like my personal place, you know, anyways, so in choosing to go to Halifax, um, and, and to build it there, it was kind of a strategy move, you know, for things as far as grants and foundations go, but it was a strategy move as far as what I believe will be the most successful in helping the most people, and I think that Halifax is a city that is enriched, enriched, oh my goodness, and it's enriched with culture and art and livelihood and culture and, I think I already said culture, wow, uh, and history and just community in general and all these beautiful things that 
I look for and that I love, and it's just, it's, it's enthusiastic. I don't know if, um, if you've never been to the East Coast, you should try and take time to go. It's just fucking awesome. I love it up there. Um, but, yeah, they had everything that I really wanted and saw in my communities, so it was kind of already shaped around the way that the community interacted with each other, um, which is essential. You know, you want people who support each other and love each other and understand what it means to have to share and work as a community and not be these, like, autonomous beings who know everything. I feel like there is this idea that we need to, like, as individuals, have all of the skill sets and be able to do all of the things and be these, like, multitasking, brilliant people who can do all of the stuff by ourselves, and that's just, like, I don't know, it's a lot of pressure putting yourself, that's unrealistic, and you're just never gonna do everything as good when you have to do everything as when you can just focus on the things that you love, and, you know, that's good, that's the way it should be, people should be able to focus on what they love, and really delve into that, and then be able to share that with other people, um, instead of having to be autonomous in that way. I decided to choose Halifax, um, because it makes me very happy, and because it's a really good place to build a community, um, and because I felt that they would be the most receptive to it as well. Uh, every woman I've kind of talked to about there seems very open to change, and they're open to improvement, and they're open to working together, and everyone is kind of actually fighting to work in this sector of working together, which is crazy to me that there aren't more opportunities to do that and more ways that they know that they can collaborate and kind of come together. So I wanted to go out there and innovate the way that community was utilized, um, because I don't think the community is very convenient right now. I don't think it's very efficient. I think that the way that we do things, at least societally in, in Canada, from what I've seen in, in the pattern structures that I've seen, for the most part, everything is quite erratic and spread out. Like, this is for this, and this is for this, and this is for this, and this is on this part of town, and over here, and these people for this. And uh, it makes it kind of difficult to commit to everything, or not even to everything, like everyone should be doing so much, but everyone does have a multitude of interests, and I think that it's essential that we be able to find ways to either enrich, enrich, again, what the fuck, <laughs> that we be able to uh, enrich these parts of ourselves to their fullest capacity, or to be able to find ways to collaborate them, and it's really hard to do that right now, and so I wanted to build a community center that kind of took all of what I saw as the essential components of community and what makes community and what helps build up community and what, you know, makes a, an effective and strong kind of place to be and to learn. Um, and a lot of the things I looked at were, first of all, financials, you know, we don't have the financial stability right now to be able to afford everything that we want to do. Like, most people in Canada just can't financially find a way to do all the stuff they want to do, and that is really sad. And that also includes, you know, things as far as taking care of yourself. It's really not feasible for a lot of people, you know, to be able to have a yoga membership and go to acupuncture and maybe also have a gym membership and to pay car insurance and to have an apartment and buy groceries and pay, like, hydro. Like, these things add up. It's, it's not cheap to live in the world and to also create a lifestyle that's healthy for you. And to be able to maintain that and then also utilize all of that to its fullest extent. Like a lot of people pay over $100 a month for their yoga membership and end up going like two times a week because everything else is so far away or the classes don't line up or this or that. So I think that the first aspect kind of, of, of community is having it localized. You know, having one place where all of the things happen and uh, being able to also utilize that one place in its fullest capacity under one membership. So let's say, for example, you make X amount of money, we have like a sliding scale kind of thing that says, okay, I want access to like these things, like these are our services, we have 20 services that we offer. With this membership paying this much, you can get access to X amount of services. And if you are using, you know, you make this amount of money and you're going to school and you get access to these more services because 
you are doing other things and you deserve support, etc., etc. Um, and that gives people the ability to stop having to choose what aspect of their health they're going to give into. So, you know, there would be things like a uh, yoga studio, which would also be pay what you can. So if you can't afford a membership or, you know, whatever, that's not something that you want to have on your membership and you don't go as often, so you would rather choose something else, it's going to be pay what you can. So it's a pay what you can yoga studio that is under your membership. And there's also an acupuncture center and maybe there's a tattoo parlor and there is an herbalist and there's a chiropractor and a clinic, a dispensary. Um, there's going to be a cafe and an event space where you can host workshops and farmer's markets and daycare, etc., etc. So having all of these things centralized so that people can go and do everything that they need to do in one place. But also making that functional um, at a deeper level where it's not just these practitioners who are coming in and you know, putting X amount more into their practice. Like, we're going to talk to local people who are also interested in expanding their practice, but also doing apprenticeships. So the tattoo parlor that is in there might be a professional or someone who is, like, a master of their craft saying, hey, like, I want to teach people this. Or these people going, hey, like, this is way cheaper for me to rent and I want to practice this and, like, can I use this here as an apprenticeship studio? And the cafe wouldn't be just a cafe. It would be like, hey, do you want to learn about coffee and how to roast coffee and how to make coffee and, like, be a genuine barista? And, you know, so it, it would be about building up the community in a deeper way as well. So making it accessible for people, but also beneficial for people. Because I think that accessibility is only part of the conversation. Like, making it easy for people to get to something doesn't necessarily mean that that is enough for them to stay there and to keep accessing that. So um, we need to implement more things to say like, hey, like this is how we're gonna help you. Um, and that can be in workshops, that can be in apprenticeships, that can be in, you know, having a directory of people who live in the area and go, hey, like I want to, be able to give people the information they need on beekeeping, for example. Um, and this was something that I had talked to, to someone about a little while ago about how hard it is to find apprenticeships and how it's kind of like, it's almost, it almost feels closed off and that a lot of people want to like keep their learning secret or um, that it's kind of hard to reach out and find people who are willing to share it, even when most people are willing to share it. Um, just that, like, you know, it's something a lot of people have these websites, especially people who are masters of the craft right now, going like, hey, yeah, come and talk to me about making bees or, you know, graving wood or growing cannabis, which is what our industry is going to be going towards, you know, whatever it is. Um, I think that it's important for people to know that they have people in their community that they can ask and who are also willing to go out and talk to them about it because sometimes uh, the nerve-wracking thing about reaching out to people is that you don't know how they're going to react and you don't know if they're looking for that and you don't really know how to access it uh, and so where you want to create less barriers that way and create more apprenticeship programs and entrepreneurship programs and have people who you know have specialized workshops come in and have workshops also be a part of what you pay for in your memberships, but you can go and work on your crafts as well. Like, not like crafts, like arts and crafts, but like a craft, like a skill that you're trying to work towards, or understanding even something as simple as doing your taxes and having that this community center be a place for practical living as well, not just a thing where it's like, oh, we're going to go and have fun and like enjoy the luxuries of the farmer's market. It's like genuinely about bringing community together and letting everyone access everything uh, as easily as possible um, and as efficiently as possible and maximizing the benefits of working together and not asking individuals to go off and find out who they are on their own and then tell them to come back into our communities and, and become functioning members of society who know what they're doing and have figured all their shit out and if you haven't figured their shit out like you have to go and you know like go somewhere else or you know, be uh, seen as a lesser functioning member of society, or I don't, I don't know. I just don't like this kind of culture of um, 
identity that is held so closely that we don't actually end up identifying with other people or we don't end up learning from other people. I think that it is absolutely essential to be able to go out into the world and go, yeah, these are my community members, these are the people that I learned from and who are going to support me and uh, that I can ask questions with and that I can kind of learn with as well. And, and I think that that takes a lot of the burden out of things, you know, going, hey, like, you've written grants and you did it for the first time and it was scary, like, can you kind of help me out and give me some pointers? Or, like, you know, like, like Tegan and I talked about in other episodes, like, neither of us have vibrated before. And we were like, hey, well, we don't really know how to talk to people about this, but we know that people feel stigma around this. And so let's do this together and go destigmatize this together and go talk to the people at the Nookie. Um which was an awesome experience, and I think that that is something that everyone needs to know that they have access to and permission to, and that is available to them. Um, and they, there are so many different infrastructures that are going to come into play, and it's not going to be, and it isn't in its core plan, it's kind of more in a mishmash of like, well, I think these things are cool. It's like, generally looking at what people are interested in, what people are looking for um, as far as like helping them build communities and what they need from community. Um, and I think that, like, as far as, you know, learning crafts, is, that's a good thing. But also, as far as learning practical skills, uh, that's essential. And learning also, like, fundamental skills for yourself as far as how to pair together things that interest you. Um, for example, we had Shyla who taught our belly dancing, which was belly dancing for self-care. And she studied psychology and also studied dance and paired them together to use the bodily functions that we naturally do for things when we're stressed out and anxious, like tapping your foot and to make it into a dance and to pair these things together and make it a soothing thing with people. Like, that's so beautiful. Belly dancing for self-care, like, you don't think about how much goes into that, but, um, a lot goes, a lot goes into these things, but a lot of people don't know how to kind of get to that path. They think that they kind of have to be constricted as one thing, like, I'm just going to study psychology or I'm just going to study dance because they seem so far apart, but there's so many ways that we can really meld things together and I think that that is kind of the essential core learning, um, or not learning, but teaching that we're trying to instill in her habitat is that we can use community for self-development and for the development of your own skills, your own life, uh, and, you know, I think that it's also important to recognize that a lot of what our world is coming to right now is personal branding and how you sell yourself, because no one really has these standard office jobs and, and union jobs that are so riddled in the past for being reliable and dependable. So many things are being stripped away, like GM and everything's fucked with Trump, and I, I'm actually not even going to get into all the politics of that, because it's just, it's not what this is about. But, um, we need to recognize that building a personal brand is really important, and, and not to say that you have to go and kind of curate all of these things, but knowing what it is that you love, what you are good at, and how it can be a service to your community. Like, finding your dharma, that's honestly, like, finding, finding your dharma and finding your brand are kind of, they're almost at the same level, I feel. Like, there's, there's, the finding your dharma is, like, like, you know, you're, it's, it's a very personal, like, spiritual thing, I feel. But that is, finding your brand is kind of, like, how that is represented into the world. It's kind of, like, the community aspect of it. And, you know, I don't mean to belittle how important that is, but I think that it, it is just as important. And I think that we live in an age that is, fundamentally based on social media and how we function within social media and within those realms. So if we don't acknowledge that, then I think that we're fools. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of, that's kind of how I see community and that's how I want to build community. And that is how I've experienced community. I find, it, I find it difficult to be in DC almost in the community aspect because I'm not here really long enough to build firm roots and it also doesn't feel receptive and I think that that's a really important thing to recognize that um, a community has to kind of be receptive to change and, and change is really the only constant in the world, you'll hear me say that all the time, but to recognize that we need change and that we need to accept change in order for it to really work um, is important and to be open to the people who are going to kind of be at the head of that change as well and I think that 
coming into BC and talking to people about her habitat, there was, like, an automatic, like, oh, well, you do this? Okay, well, you need to do this, 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 and this. But nothing to do with what they wanted me to do for them. It was like, okay, well, like, this is where you'd be good here, and this is where you'd be good here, and this is what you need to do without actually, like, seeing what I already was doing. There was, like, kind of, like, this, like, urgency. And when I was in Halifax talking about what I wanted to do and what I wanted to build, it was like, yeah, that's really exciting, and that is kind of, like, an innovative thing that we need. So there was that openness to change versus here where they wanted to use my institution to help them with their idea of what they think should work. That's that's kind of what I'm, I'm getting at. And that's great, like, I understand that, and I also understand that my point of view is that I think what I'm going to do is going to work, and that there is going to be change there as well. And there's always change, like, this is never a set in stone thing, but these are ideas of my manifestations and what I'm working towards, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it's interesting to see kind of how that influences how people interact with you as well, and I spent, I've been here for three weeks, and I've had much less interactions about her habitat, and I don't think I've met a single person who's really been interested in, like, asking me about what it is that I do, but when I'm in Halifax, it's like, what? You do what? How can I help? That's amazing! And that shows that people want to be a part of that, and I think that um, the biggest part of community building is recognizing where you're wanted, you know? Uh, that, that's important, and where you want to be as well, and, and maybe that's my own projection. Maybe I do really want to be there, and that's where I want to go, and I'm making it as easy as possible for myself in many subconscious ways to go and be there, um, but I think that that's maybe only part of it. Uh, who can say for sure? I don't really know anything. As I've said many times, I'll continue to say always. I'm just making it up. I'm just making everything up. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think that community is one of the most important things, and I think that, uh, as far as integrating yourself in new communities goes as well, because I said that I would talk about this, uh, I think some of the best things to do are to be authentically yourself, um, to be open and vulnerable. Like, if it makes you feel better to email the studio that you want to go check out before you go so that they're aware that you are a newcomer who's coming there, like, then do that. I did that. I messaged Coley Cow and said, hey, like, I'm coming to your studio. I've never been here. I just moved here from X place, and I would really like to come in and see what you guys were about. And it made me feel better knowing that they were kind of expecting me in a way that they, the woman told me the classes that she was teaching that day and I told her that I would be there at some point and it made it a lot easier to go up to her and talk to her those after and, and, and be in touch and I think that's kind of the beauty also of using social media um, is, is being able to gauge things beforehand and being able to communicate beforehand and not necessarily saying that you'll know what you're going into but it doesn't have to be as scary as going in and being like, hey, like, I'm fucking new here, can you help me? Um, and I struggle with that in social aspects, for sure. Like, I don't, I'll be honest, like, I use, I used to hear to meet most people, and not, not in a sexual way, but from ways of friendship, um, because it is fast, and it's easy, and there's such a wide community who is on it, um, and just with past experience, knowing that so many people I have met from that app have become my, like, really, really good friends, uh, it was easier to go to that, but that's, like, the number one way I make friends, but that makes it a lot easier to make friends who are male than female, I find, like, even if I have my preferences on a certain way, um, you know, the structures are still very, like, psi, heterosexual leaning. And, yeah, I don't know, like, out here I find just that, that social aspect to be a little more difficult. Although, that being said, like, that's kind of what I did in Halifax as well. If I wasn't going to see people that I knew, then, like, Tinder was the way to go. Um, and maybe there's something to be said for that. And I know a lot of other people who do that as well. They meet people through Tinder online and become friends with them. And then, you know, maybe go out with them one time and then meet other people through that. And it kind of creates this web and stuff like that. But it's a very interesting thing because... There's not a lot of other ways to just go and talk to people. You can't find people that easily on Instagram. And it's a little creepy to DM someone on Instagram and be like, hey, so you live in this town, I just moved here. Like, that's fucking weird. I'd be really scared if someone took that to me. And uh, I find that 
it's not that easy to go up to someone in the coffee shop either and be like, hey, look, I knew you, I had no friend, blah, blah, blah. Like, it takes a lot of time to kind of open up those, those little doorways and stuff. At least out here, I find. I found that in Halifax, people are very chatty and they're very open. And the conversation is very like, hey, how are you? Oh, yeah, so-and-so, this is how your day going. Oh, you're only here for this long. Oh, that's amazing. Well, blah, blah, blah. And sooner or later, you know, their whole life. Like, when I was down there um, in May, I was down there for a week in May, I went for a walk with someone that I was with, and we were talking to this painter's house, or not his house, his, uh, his studio, his store. And we ended up sitting there for, like, an hour and talking to him. And becoming, like, like acquaintances with him and, and going back to him later and talking to him and connecting with him in different ways. But it was just, like, a very honest and open interaction. And to be able to form a connection that fast and even baristas and stuff out there I've had the same experience with. Um, and, I, again, I don't know if that's just me subconsciously kind of wanting to be closed off to people or not being sure of how this is going to function, but I, I do think that there are vast differences in communities and the way that people kind of relate in communities, because I found it also in Tofino, in Victoria, in um, Vancouver, like, there's this, like, kind of this, like, widespread thing that happens, and it's, it's different for everywhere, like, Toronto is also kind of hit or miss as well, it has its own culture of involving itself in community, how to involve itself in community, although I do believe that as a bigger town, it is a lot more accessible, and there is a lot more going on, and, and people are more welcoming to new members, and it, it does support smaller, more niche communities, and also the creation of those, and admittal into them, um, and also larger communities as well, like, it's just an amazing, amazing kind of breeding ground for those things. Hi, Pat! <laughs> but, um, yeah, well, I guess... You know, I've been talking for almost an hour, which is a miracle. I really didn't know how I was going to get through this talking with myself. I've talked for a long time, but I, I kind of fell off a little bit. So this is going to be interesting to go back and edit. But um, uh, I wanted to end it off a little bit with talking about some of my favorite communities, which is just amazing timing for Pat to come in. Like, hello, thank you. Um, and one of them was Octopus Garden, and it influenced me greatly. And it was my yoga community, and it's where I went and did my 200-hour teacher training. Is where I met 31 of the most, um, well, I guess I'm part of the 31. I guess it was probably closer to 40, all in all, including teachers, but about 40-ish of the most amazing influential people in my life who really guided me and, and changed me in the community that I want to seek out and that I have confidence in seeking out um, was built there, and I met those people there. And... They kind of showed for me my own ability to be able to participate in that and, and to be a part of those building blocks and to know myself and my role in that and to be able to have the courage to go out and do that somewhere else. And I'd lived in Toronto for about 10 years, kind of before I really realized the community building aspect of the habitat and what I was doing. I didn't understand it fully. Um, and I didn't start calling myself a community builder until, I don't know, like, maybe a year ago, like, I just, I'd always refer to it that way, but it's one of those, like, aha moments where you're like, I experientially understand this now, it's all different, like, it's not just words or this idea anymore, um, yeah, so that happened to me about a year ago when I understood that that's what that was, and then it took me, I don't know, like, probably two, it'll be two years to the day of me thinking of and then deciding to, and finally the act of moving to Halifax, but to take it out there and to know I was going to start her habitat out there and continue that, and that her habitat even became more than an online community, um, was due largely to Octopus Garden and, and to a lot of other things that I was doing as well, but Tegan Johnson, number one, helped with that immensely. She asked me to host something that she was doing. Um, it was her album launch party for Trouble's Teeth, and I had never hosted anything before, and I was absolutely terrified, but ended up really loving it, even though I was super scared, and there was this, like, empowerment about going up on stage and being like, hey guys, so this is my first time hosting something, I'm a little terrified, but we're gonna go for it, and being able to find that weird flow that I have, I don't know, it's not really a flow, it's kind of a weird choppy thing, but, um, being able to find that and, and know that I actually enjoyed that, and then other job opportunities had come up and I wanted to do other things and start doing more events and community planning things and, and those ended up coming my way and I 
realize, okay, well, I have the host abilities to do that for sure, and I think that, like, I have the planning, like, the decorative, the ambiance, the understanding of how people socialize, um, experience to do that as well, so I started hosting open mics and teaching workshops, and I quit my job, and all this crazy stuff happened, um, and, you know, I started to realize then to see how I had kind of learned that I like hosting and that I was good at that and I think that also like the event planning side of it came from me planning my birthday party to be honest and I was like this is amazing we're doing events like we're doing events and we're hosting people and I ended up doing that and it was pretty it was pretty awesome I still like doing that I realized that um a lot of the things that I do I do really well because I'm very passionate not about the thing itself but I'm passionate about doing things well and if I have any interest in something at all it becomes not about my passion for that thing, but the passion for doing that thing to the best of my ability within that scope. Um, so I was like, okay, hey, well, I like hosting and I like filming events, so I'm going to figure out the best way that I can do this. And I really, I really, like, went at it. There was, um, there was a couple open mics I hosted where, like, well, I like candles everywhere at all of them, but one of them I would also brought in, like, like big baskets of blankets and like got everyone cozy and there were like flowers on the table and stuff we had specialized drinks and it was like a really it was a really beautiful experience um and to you know take that ambiance aspect of it as well and do that and to be able to incorporate all these elements that are really interested in into doing this and, and to involve the habitat in that as well and see how the community built around that so the open mics it's like her i should i should make some personal instagram for it at this point to be honest it's incredible how far it's come in the community that's built around it. I would say that we've seen probably about 100 people with, like, I would say, like, 40% of them being regulars at this point come through, which is, like, a pretty awesome turnover, uh, considering that we've been doing it for less than a year. And, yeah, I don't know. It, it's just, it's just a beautiful thing to watch these communities grow and to be a part of that and to be learning from it and to be learning from them and to be able to listen to what they need and want to see what they need and want to see how it all functions together and to learn and grow with it like it's um it's quite it's quite awesome and uh what humbles me is that like the community that I have with you guys enables me to do this and, and it's the perfect example creating her habitat is the perfect example of how the habitat structure works and how all of these little pieces that I have access to and how they all come together and, and how all of you have access to and how all of you come together and this network that it creates and, and the support that everyone is given and, and making it more accessible and just like there's, there's little ways and like I know that you guys don't kind of all see like the nuances behind the scenes of it but it's also really exciting for me to know that one day you will see how it all goes and uh, you, you will see kind of this, this beautiful web that forms with it and uh, yeah, and I just hope that this wasn't too rambling I know that it was, but that's fine and I hope that you guys really love and embrace your communities and scrutinize them, like I hope that you look at them and really assess your place on them and how they make you feel and what you've done with these communities and where you're going to go with them um, and to not ever sell yourself short of what you deserve and what you're capable of. And to always know that asking is probably one of the best things you can do and you're going to learn so much by that. And also just like knowing that if you need to figure out how to do these things, like we're here for it. We're here to help you figure it out. And like, I am a big fan of just figuring things out. Um, and that's what I've done my literal entire journey. This is, like, I don't know how to incorporate this. I don't know how to do branding or SEO or social media or really any of these things. I've learned all of it. Um, I've learned all of it in this process. And it's been a lot of fun. And I have watched a lot of other people learn a lot of things in their own processes and, and, and from their own branches off from it. And, you know, I want everyone to be able to have that access. So you know, with all the things that are coming for Habitat and all the changes that are coming up, um, I'm really excited to share with you guys, and I am really just happy and humble and grateful that you're all here. So, 
Thank you so much for tuning in to my hour-long ramble for her Habitat Studies and Practical Women's Studies. I'm Forrest Greenwell. Um, yeah, tune in next month for Tegan Johnston. If you guys have any questions or concerns or things that you want covered or you want to be on these episodes, you just send me an email at herhabitatblog at gmail.com. Well, our website is herhabitat.ca. Our Instagram is herhabitatco. And our Twitter is herhabitat. Uh, I love you all. Thanks for tuning in. We'll post all the links and all the things below. And thanks. This has been Season 2, Episode 1. Thank you.